great to be able to greet you this morning and uh, just pray that you'll have a wonderful day. And I want to set that day in motion by uh, going back to the story of Elijah. Uh, we're at the finish line. We have been uh, walking with Elijah for quite a long time, uh, 15 sessions. This is the 16th one. And uh, we've, watched, we've followed him in his journey. And uh, we have observed how similar he is to us. We've observed how much there is uh, for us to learn from him. And uh, as we've observed that, we see that not only was he a man like us, but also how much we are uh, like him. And just to remind you of what we uh, looked at yesterday, we were uh, in this last day or days as Elijah and Elisha are walking together. And uh, on three occasions, Elijah urges Elisha to stop uh, in specific places, uh, Bethel, Jericho, and Jordan. And in all places, Elisha refuses and says, no, wherever you go, I'm going to go. I'm not going to let go. I'm going to continue walking with you. And we saw from that how we are uh, to learn to persevere, to know God. That's what Bethel was about, to trust him in, against impossible odds sometimes. That's what Jericho was about. And to enter into all of God's promises because crossing the Jordan signified entering into the promised land. We also had a brief look at, at the whole idea of the prophetic uh, because we're seeing not only Elijah the prophet, we're seeing Elisha the protege, but we're also seeing there's a company of prophets and we're asking the question, uh, is it only for some people? But we said, no, actually hearing God is the uh, wonderful privilege of every single person who uh, walks in relationship with God. And that relationship is made possible uniquely and singularly by believing in what Jesus Christ has done um, on the cross for us. And when we enter into that relationship, like every relationship, we hear God, we get to know his heart. And then as we hear him and as we get to know his heart, we are to share with others in love. You would not be surprised this morning that uh, the title of this morning's talk is Just Finish Well. It is so important to pause for a moment to see the landscape of Elijah's finish. Because around him are a evil generation. Around him are a people who have walked away from God. Around him are kings and queens who have led people astray and who have died disobeying God, being rebellious to God. Around him are people who sadly have been led astray and have not finished their lives well. So to finish well, for Elijah was a monumental task. It was not an easy thing. It's, it wasn't that there was this wonderful band of people finishing well and Elijah could slipstream, as it were, and, and easily finish well. No, actually, it was very hard for Elijah to finish well. And so we must uh, bear that in mind as we read this passage before us of his finishing well in 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 9 to 12. Here is how the passage re uh, reads. Bear with me as I read these few verses. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. 
otherwise it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. What an incredible finish. What, this is like finishing, as they say, in a blaze of glory. Literally, literally finishing in a blaze of glory. Some of us are too young to even think about the end of our journey. Some of us um, actually are along that way and have begun to think a little more uh, about the end of our journey. Maybe the current crisis we face as we hear of, I was talking to one of our colleagues yesterday and uh, she was sharing about friends who, and family who are living uh, in near Mumbai and who are sick and, and serious. As you know, we've been sharing um, requests uh, uh, of friends and others who are sick and, 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 and some who uh, might even be on the threshold of passing away. So actually, this idea of passing away and you know finishing our race or or contracting a virus is so real today, uh, and 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 maybe the issue of of death even uh, might have cropped uh, crossed your mind uh, more than it would have in normal times. Remember, that as the psalmist said, he has writ numbered our days even before one of them came to be. And we do not need to fear because God's plan for our lives is already decided. There is a plan for us. Our responsibility is to trust him and to walk in that. And part of walking in God's plans is to walk in such a way that we do finish well. So I want to share some thoughts on finishing well this morning. First of all, uh, notice the big truth of Elijah's story. Remember, he had failed. Remember, he had run away. Remember, he had got fearful. Remember, he had got depressed. Remember, he wanted to give up. Remember, he thought he was no better than his father's. He had faltered. Yet, the wonderful truth of Elijah's story is that even if you uh, falter along the way, you can still finish well. What happens during the journey doesn't necessarily need to determine how you end your journey, provided you repent and, re and, and get back to walking and running with God, as we have seen with Elijah. So even if you have faltered along the way, even today, perhaps if you stumbled yesterday, or maybe you stumbled this morning and you're just feeling lousy, you're feeling, uh, you're feeling not valued, you're feeling like a failure, you're feeling... Um, and you know, no, no, just worthless even. Well, today is a day when you can come back to God. You can pick yourself up by God's grace and you can begin to run again. Because the big truth is that um, you can still finish well. Finishing well matters. If you are a cricket fan, you know who you want to be in the final over of the ODI match when there are 12 runs to get and only six balls to go. You know you want Dhoni there. As Ian Chappell said in the Times of India last year, nobody has Dhoni's nerve for finishing off victories. Many times I've thought he's left it too late this time, only to be amazed as he produced a couple of powerful shots to bring India a nail-biting victory. Um, and maybe you were witness to some of those victories. You know finishing well matters. 
I think uh, culturally, nationally, we're not all great finishers. And I think the the the, the concept of chalta hai, the concept of jugad, uh, the concept of you know let's get on, let's manage, uh, the concept of adjust uh, is such that uh, we we don't always. Um, you know, finish well. There are things that uh, stop us. There are things that pause us from uh, finishing well. And, and it's very important because finishing well matters. It's important in a cricket match. Believe me, it's way, way more important that we finish our life well because it honors God. Life is a gift from God. And what we do with this gift is our way of honoring God and thanking God and telling him that this gift you've given him is valued. In 1 Corinthians 15, 10, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Nevertheless, I've not allowed this grace to go in vain, but I work harder than everybody else. Yet not I, but the grace of God in me. It honors God. It's what's expected of us. Read the parables of Jesus. We'll refer to one in a moment this morning. The parables of Jesus where he gives a deposit. He gives a talent. He gives a gift. And then he asks us to be faithful with that. We are expected to be faithful with the gift of life that is given to us. We're expected that when the master returns, that we have done something of value, of something of worth. We have used this gift of life well. For on that, day, on that final day, we will be glad we finished well. Uh, it wasn't Eric Clapton actually who uh, first referenced uh, Tears in Heaven. Actually, if you read through Revelation, the Bible tells us that he will wipe away our tears in heaven. And I heard a Bible preacher say many, many years ago, on that day, if you haven't run well, if you haven't built with silver and gold, but you wasted your life by building with wood, rocks, uh, hay and stubble, and, and Jesus shows you what you could have done with the gift of life, he said, you will cry, but he will wipe away your tears. You know, friends, I want to stand before Jesus. And I don't want to have tears of regret. I want to have tears of joy. I want to have tears of, of gratitude. I don't want to, to look back upon my life and say, oh, if only, if, if only I, someone had told me that, that I could actually appropriate the grace of God, that I could work hard, that I could run well, if only someone had urged me. Remember the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And how when, Laz how when the rich man died, he asks the prophets, please, can someone go and tell my brothers? But by then, it is too late. On that final day, because we've run well, because we have finished well, you and I will be the most joyful along with Jesus. So finishing well matters. Finishing well matters because on that day, he will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Friends, the end of life in the here and now is not the end of life as we know it. Jesus said, if you believe in me in, at, the, at the tomb of Lazarus, before he raised him up, he said, if you believe, I, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, even though you die, you will live. 
There is eternal life in every one of us who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ. For that is the precious gift of salvation he gives to us. And so even beyond Jesus' return, even beyond uh, th this, new, this, this present um, creation, that, that there is going to be a renewal of this creation, heaven and earth are going to be one unified whole in the future, and we will have work to do. We will have jobs to do. And he was going to, and as, as we are faithful here into the future, God will give us. And that is the joy of the, our master. The joy of the ma our master isn't just an emotional feel good. The joy of our master is to actually carry responsibility well, to be faithful with our life, to be faithful with our work, to be faithful with time, with relationships, with emotions, with energy, with every gift and grace that God has given us. It is important that we are faithful. And as we are, we enter into the joy. The joy is a reward of even more responsibility of being given even more uh, to, to do in the future that is why finishing well matters but also part of finishing well is determined by what we leave behind notice how Elisha asked Elijah for a double portion of his spirit um, it's not the first time that such a thing happened if you track back to um, Exodus, you will remember how God took the spirit that was on Moses and distributed it to 70 people. It's often, uh, it's often about the anointing of God, about the grace of God, about the deposit of God that he gives us. So we're told in Romans chapter 12, according to the grace given to us, let us do, uh, let us serve with the gifts that he has given. There is a grace given to each one of us. There is a deposit given to each one of us. But I also thought how wonderful that Elijah left something behind for Elisha. And part of Elijah's great and glorious and grand finish is that for the last three years or so, he'd been training this man, he'd been mentoring this man, he'd been pouring out his life into this man. And as he finished well, he was, he was, he was able to leave behind a fully trained man. He was able to leave a disciple who had double of his uh, spirit. What are we going to leave behind? What are you thinking of leaving behind? Part of the huge responsibility and privilege and sometimes burden of having children is to think of what you will leave behind for them. Not economically, not um, even educationally, but most importantly, I, 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 I am often troubled by this because I want more than anything else to leave behind for my children a legacy of someone who, even though he was weak, even though he faltered, even though he, he, he lived life in the raw, as it were, but yet he loved Jesus. I want to leave behind that legacy. I want my kids to grow up loving Jesus, knowing Jesus, following Jesus. There's nothing more important for me in this life than being able to leave them behind. What is it for you? What is important for you? What will you leave behind? Because what you leave behind will determine how well you finish. Of course, we finish well by focusing on him. Elijah is included in this great cloud of witnesses. By seeing Elijah's life, the author of Hebrews urges us to throw away everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. 
But the hymn is not these witnesses. The hymn is not just the Elijah. Yes, Elijah is an inspiration, but Elijah can't give us strength. Elijah can't give us power. Elijah can inspire us. Elijah can teach us. Elijah can inform us. But the power to live this life can only come as we run our race with perseverance by fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Elisha can teach us. Elijah has lessons for us, but only Jesus can change us. Only Jesus can help us to finish well. Only Jesus can ensure that even though we have failed yesterday, we can finish well tomorrow. So as we close out um, this session, I want to urge you to look to Jesus for the power to finish well. It is his finished work of the cross. It is his ongoing work of intercession that provides the power to finish well. So it's important we do three things. It's important we stay close to him. Stay close to Jesus. Nothing is more important than staying close to Jesus. Stay close to him. Stay, talk to him. Read the scriptures. Know him better. Follow him closely. Nothing is more important. Continue to consider him. Continue to look at him. Continue to, 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 to see the truth. And may, the, may knowing the truth, Jesus said in John 8, 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's the truth that sets us free. But we will not be able to get the truth unless we take the time to consider him. So may I urge you to consider him. But also Jesus gives us the power. We're told in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 that as we look to him by the spirit, we are transformed from one degree of glory to another. So stay close to him, continue to consider him and be changed by him. For when we do these uh, things by his grace, by his power, we will finish well. It's my biggest prayer that you will finish well. That you will touch that finishing line and, and looking to Jesus with a smile on your face, knowing that I have fought the fight. I've run my race. Now there is a crown laid up for me. Those were the finishing words of the Apostle Paul. I pray they will be your finishing words as well. God bless you. I pray you will finish superbly well.